Like, I feel like people need to know. Well, that's what, like, that's what we're going to cover today on yeah. this episode of Rick for Dirt. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast that brings the adventure to you. I'm your host, Ali. And I'm Eric. And we're joined by... Ashley. Who, who, who else is here? <laughs> it's Kelly again. And some degenerate knife maker out here. Named Jordan Kepler. Sasquatch survival gear. Living here, living out here in the sticks of wine country. Of wine country. Appreciate y'all coming yeah. out and hanging out with, uh, with me. Thank you for sharing one of your favorite spots out uh, here. I, I mean, we got very lucky in terms of no one was absolutely here. And we rolled up. I mean, we had a little rain, but we're fine. It was a welcome rain. It, no. was, it, was, a, it was like, let's cool you off. You had a long drive. Yeah. And uh, I was like, this isn't rain. This is thick mist. Dude, I'm already dry. It's and so then, warm tonight. And then it poured for like 10, 15 minutes. Super thick mist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then now everything's dry again. So we're good. Like literally but, everything's dry. Yeah, keep, it'll, it'll keep the dust down. So why don't you, uh, Eric, why don't you set the scene of where we are? Uh, we're up here in the mountains of Santa Ynez mm-hmm. and I don't know what the view looks like cause we got here so late <laughs> and that story will be told tonight, but it has to do with a bad camber adjustment. <laughs> sparks? I don't think your camber issue was what caused poten- us to be Potentially spark- sparks behind. flying out of the back of a cross track. I'd say it was my down, poor planning that got us Going here down the so highway. Yeah. yeah. Poor planning and poor attention to detail. Thanks. Created a situation. <laughs> Fun times, though. My, my, that's on me. That's oh, on, oh that, you're talking about your... Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'll take poor planning. Um, I knew we were going to have some hurdles on the second half of the trip. Uh, but I guess, yeah, let's just get into it. Right now, we are on the Fast Friends field trip, which is just an opportunity for me to have an excuse to hang out with a bunch of my friends and go on. have fun. Your birthday. No, it has nothing to do with the birthday. When's your birthday? But, but. Ollie, when's your birthday? It's today. today. Or it was today. That's actually one seventeen in the morning right now. Oh, it is one seventeen yeah. in the morning. It was, it was so yesterday. <laughs> yeah. But. Happy belated so birthday. So yesterday. It's over. Nonetheless. My birthday is over. I'm now, I've now been 45 for a while. Yeah. So how, how does it feel? It's, it's the same shit. Settle, settling in? Dude, it all hurts still. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I wake up every morning. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Is that from the lack of sleep like and the excess years? When, when all your body parts start hurting a lot. That's when it all hit me. Like yeah. 44, 45, boom, it was like the Mack truck hit. Darn it. Yeah. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> How does it feel to be young? <laughs> I hope I'm you don't waste blacksmith. it. I, my arthritis is setting in soon. So. That's true. I mean, yeah. you are hammering all day long. Every day. It, uh, yeah, my fingers are stopping working already. You know Do what? Do you switch arms, or is like one of your arms <laughs> significantly arms stronger? Because you can only lift is it like and slam the down a hammer so many times. <laughs> is it like I feel like this could be like an NFL Somebody else's situation. hand is doing the work. <laughs> or like one switch. leg is underdeveloped, and one leg is like a fucking <laughs> Thor. <laughs> um, I, I don't. It's all right-handed. Tomorrow, can we see you practice left-handed? Yeah, that way, yeah, you'll make sure. me feel better about any, oh. about any attempt I make oh, at forging. Yeah, yeah. 
we'll, we had a levelless playing field a little yeah. bit. I saw that Damascus steel <laughs> blade you made. We'll have some fun. Oh my we'll God, that fun. night, like Jordan shows up. He's like, "Hey, look at this. It's it's for a client. It's like forty eight hundred bucks. Like, go fuck it up. Like what? <laughs> Test its durability. Test its durability. No, no. You keep that in pristine condition. You give it to put that back in its the case. lucky lucky man who who gets that. Um, but speaking of which, I think let's let's back up before we get into this trip that we're on right now. Um, Jordan, since we have you, we might as well talk about, like, we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. You've been on this podcast before. I have. Like, yeah. back when you did the Joshua Tree cleanup, I think we got you on the yeah. podcast, didn't we? Yeah, we did yeah. the Joshua Tree cleanup, and then maybe one time at Expo? Yeah, 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 that's right. Possibly. That's right, I was sitting yeah. in your booth, and then Barry yeah. Duke from Surefire came over, yeah. we all talked, so yeah. if you guys were interested, I did a series of uh, Overland Expo West uh 2022 uh where i i did a bunch of one-on-ones and one of them was jordan and then we got the bonus with uh barry duke vp of suppressors and all kinds of cool shit over at surefire and he's a great friend and uh love going out with him from time to time um and uh he he gets he gets down in his big ass truck you know so it's one of us but i digress you uh you went last last week, two weeks ago, to Colorado? Yeah, uh, so it was the biggest event I've done with knives where I tried to, oh, I risk Yeah, four fingers, four fingers from the mouth, buddy. Sorry. Four? Right four. there. There it is. There. Just keep your hand there in front of your face. I, I <laughs> risked the most I've ever done Risked? with risk. Yeah, like you had to do some shit. Yeah, in where advance. it was, yeah. um, I basically didn't take an order for it's like two and a half months, just um, to fulfill just the to sample, fulfill this p- potential Jeez. order. Uh-huh. Um, and sitting here with you guys now, I'm very happy with what happened <laughs> during that week. Yeah, um, this is all right. It's. It's crazy. The fact that I turned from a San Francisco tech UX guy to blacksmith and I'm making it work. I just, I can't be happier. The fact that I'm here on the top of a mountain with a bunch of people that I love. So. He was about to say bunch of bitches. <laughs> bunch, of, bunch of bitches I love. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. It's, yeah. it's, I don't know. Dude, Serendipitous, we, it's we whatever. It's I appreciate everything yeah. you all have done. Yeah, for, but for me. So. Oh, dude, hey, we no. appreciate you. We've um, always been. We're there. super proud of what you've created. It mm-hmm. keeps getting like cooler and more refined, and um, we still have some of the original pieces. Oh, yeah. from yeah. <laughs> some of the earliest creations. We got some early. <laughs> Early stuff. Yeah. yeah, we were. Don't we were like, show anyone. Don't show anyone. <laughs> like, no, it's your. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got. I got a. I got a knife. I, basically, it's a cross between a hatchet and a knife that can hack off people's arms. Like yeah. it's a heavy, solid blade that you made, and it's beautiful. It's got that Tonto style front end. That's what inspired this blade that I have I know, here. That we, I wanted you to fuck up. And I don't like, want to fuck it up. <laughs> we are not fucking up your beautiful knife. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, it's like, it's its natural patina. 
120 layers of Damascus shaped like a machete with a tonto blade and surprisingly was light was it cur- curly curly coa curly curly maple yeah curly maple handle yeah. curly maple on the handle is it absolutely see it in the sunlight oh does it glisten it'll, yeah it'll glisten. like radiates it'll, it'll tomorrow dance. i have to show it'll it again dance for you thing of beauty if you're in while knives. we're fixing your subarus we'll we'll make it dance <laughs> right so hang on a second we've got my wife here which is awesome because i think this is like outside of summer camp a couple years this is the most overland thing i think you've really been on like with the group like you've been on this is like a proper trip that we do like go to a few locations set up camp go do all kinds of fun stuff like how's it been for you I don't want to go home. <laughs> it's been awesome. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. She can't wait for the wine tomorrow. I know. I am looking forward to some wine tasting tomorrow. But when Jordan hacked off the top of that wine bottle with his badass knife, that was like a highlight of the trip for sure. <laughs> There's been a lot of highlights on this trip. There's been a lot of good scenery, moments. good people. Well, hang on. Before we get into that, so you went to Colorado. You had to create this order of a bunch of sample knives, stuff you haven't really done before, like rose metals and different color handles and just high quality things you were doing for this for this order, right? Yeah, it was uh, a new or like I mean, n- I've never thought that my knives would be at this level. Distributed? I mean, is it going to yeah, help with distribution kind of thing? Exactly. It's like um, people that have never seen Damascus before mm-hmm. understand and like I love teaching and underst- like like giving people the, uh, the rundown of how Damascus is made. And I think it was such a cool thing to do yeah. to everything with the Colorado experience and stuff like that people but, are just stoked ah yeah it was great <clears throat> but it was yeah thanks i'll be your mic stand i'm you if, can hold if, on. if <laughs> the volume fluctuates <laughs> um i i don't know i'm still in this point where it's i'm just so appreciative of yeah. everyone that's been in my life and uh yeah it's um, i'm here as a knife maker hanging out having off-road trucks and maybe one day my square body <laughs> will be driving <laughs> but at this point i got to haul ass with my dodge up here and yeah you some... know this road pretty well uh, i know it pretty well <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the square body i saw at koh shooting flames yeah. out of the side no, that's no. the that's Tyler, who's got the carry-all square body. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Gosh, uh, side exhaust and gorgeous. 72, I think? Is that what you said? 72. 72, 72 yeah. yeah. Uh, had side exhaust out the quarter panels. Oh, yeah. I, was so pissed. I, was, I was all excited. It shot flames straight from the head. It was a badass square my body. My head was right next to the headers. So, and he's like, listen to this. Or he's, yeah. like, oh, no. he's like, you want to see something cool? I'm like, what? Like an idiot. And he's like, pop, 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 pop. I'm like, holy fuck. I can't hear anything anymore. So Tyler and ADS have built all of my shocks on the entire square body. But, um, yeah, it's, I'm so freaking close. Um, and now that I have sold some knives, 
um, to some amazing people, it's actually a feasible goal. Like you could make this so like I a life think of what you want. I think. I mean, I'm gonna say my personal goal is to drive it to Hammers in February. Mm. So we're talking about the square body. You said the that. square body. Oh yeah, the square I thought you meant body. Just knife making in general. No, Sorry. just the square body. You're gonna get the square, dude. The thing is it basically almost happen. done. Yeah, it'll happen. You just gotta get it running. Yeah, and it's like you don't want to get a running with just like a 350. You want to yeah. get a running with like a I fucking Maruzzi. Like... I have an LS 60 in there right now. I just got my Ford Lady uh, delivered to the shop. Transmission. Transmission to Ford Lady transmission. Shit. 205 transfer case, and then um, yeah, Holly's working with me in terms That's of. That's right. Uh, what are we doing with the axles? Uh, that's, so, I have axles, but the fun thing would be to... Like the takeoffs from the original, or you have, like... The takeoffs from the original. Okay. So, if there's something I can do to to help, I mean, I think, uh, what's the, uh, Woods? Ollie helped me with this one. Tom Woods? Tom, Tom Woods. Woods. Drive Tom shafts? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to try and go with him in terms of uh, drive shots and stuff like that. But I've had the axles and stuff, but Mm -hmm. we'll see. So. I'm a Jay real guy. I, I love I, Jim. I'm, you know? I'm, yeah. Sorry. I got to plug Jim because I, yeah. I could never have somebody talk I know, about Drive Shop Shop. No, on this podcast and not work, Jim. Yeah. 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 No, Jim, Jim and his shop make some quality stuff. I've beat my stuff up on yeah. an overweight rig. I got 1350 yep. uh, front and rear on, on my setup, but it's heavy and I wheel it pretty hard. Yeah. And Dude, I've I'm had no issues. I have not needed shaft. to rebalance them. I even had the U joints checked. Yeah. And the the shop that checked them that was not JE Real was like these are perfect. Like I could take your money and pretend to do something, but these are imbalanced and the U joints are perfect. And that was after fifty thousand miles, and so, I just took them off just to have them inspected. There's like three companies that make good drive shafts. JE is going to be my number one because I've just had such great care and support, and my my parts have always performed amazing. Like. Never had any issues with my drive shafts, like you're saying. It's always been user error. Like, if I didn't torque down the fucking bolts enough, <laughs> and then I'm in fucking Moab, and there's this crazy vibration happening. Yeah. True story. Fucking. I'm under. I'm underneath the fucking Jeep. It's like, okay. I don't know, 12 o'clock at night on the side of the road trying to, like, get fixed. But Adams, Tom's, you know, those... Tom Wood, Adams Drive Shafts, and J.E. Real are like three names that you hear intermixed all across the place. Yeah, and I'm sure they all use the same, like, the the U-joints are, are usually spicer components. The spicer, spicer so parts, yeah. it's, it's really you're paying for, like, what thickness tube stock they're using right. and the welding and balancing quality of the company making it. And then what you just said, the back-end support. Yeah. How, do they, how do they deal with people after the product is sold jim jim will stay on the phone with you for like 45 minutes yeah, to great. shoot the shit and talk through everything with you like all the lives, nuances of so, the yoke length and the, dude, and the how much how much spacing out. you need and I'm, I'm they do everything up, custom it's amazing dude i'm glad you brought up tom's because sorry you've put us on this whole je kick i called up jim last week to talk to him about the 71 bourbon and he's like, oh, yeah, what you need? And I was like, 
I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want, I'm just looking for help in what I have to get, but I don't want you to give me any, cause he's supported like my project all these years. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, no, it's not, it's not that kind of project. It's, uh, I'm just going to build it with the boys and you know, it's going to be red. And he goes, well, listen, you don't even live that far from me. I'm going to come over to your house after work one of these days and we'll come and measure it together. And I'm like, dude, you are the, you're the shit. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. He's no, that's such awesome. a rad yeah. guy like that. And he's, and he's a Jeeper and he's like hardcore Jeeper and he loves doing all that. He's going to be a trail hero. So I get, I'll get to hang out with him. Um, but, uh, it's just great having good people supporting you with good product. Yeah, especially when you're doing custom stuff and you're, you, there's no, like, uh, off-the-shelf part. Um, it's good to have, like, people you trust to make parts that are one-off or s- yeah. made to spec. Yeah. And it's easy to do with people like that. So, anyways. So, you're going to go do Tom Wood drive shaft. Sorry, you started so, the whole Yeah, tangent. yeah. I mean, no. I mean. Apologize. I I think that's the plan. Yeah. To at this point is just he's like I might look at JE. <laughs> no, it's it's one step at a time. It's, yeah. I'm learning everything all the way through this truck. So the transmission was a big deal for you. It was huge. It yeah. was. Yeah. So which transmission is that? I'm not familiar with the numbers that you threw out. So the what, four, is, what is it commonly the, used on? The 480 is a, a very bulletproof kind of Chevy transmission that a lot of guys look for. Um, Was it original equipment or anything? uh, Yeah, so it's... um, I mean, your your stock 480 is... I I wish I knew more about what vehicle it, like, really Mm. came in uh, stock, but it's... It's super bulletproof kind of thing where and then it can handle so, like large horsepower numbers. Yeah. It'll handle the horsepower and the and torque then, that you're looking for. Yep. And what, where, where's that going to be around? Because we were talking about your diesel truck that you drive, just your daily diesel. Well, and that's at 500 horsepower, 1200 torque. Yeah. Where, what, what's a, what's wish, the square body going to be at? Wish <laughs> it's I not going to have a big old diesel. <laughs> no, I've got 1200 pounds. 38. <laughs> inch tires on there so it's it's gonna be interesting but uh i don't know it's like every step i take is have you chosen a gear ratio for the axles so yukon helped me out with mm. some four 456s okay on there so we'll see i run 488s on my jeep but i don't have a v8 if i had a v8 i could probably get away with 456s because i'd have more torque and it's, more power to with, spin those tires with but. the ca- with the cam that I have. It's a it's called a sloppy stage two, okay. Um, cam that I have inside the the LS. It's probably going to be pushing about like four fifty, four seventy five horsepower mm. kind of thing. So with the cam, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's amazing I don't how much know. power cams will just make. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's I'm learning as I go. So, what a rad project, man! I can't wait to see that at Koh. Yeah. Are you gonna take it up Chocolate Thunder? You gonna you gonna do something stupid late at night (laughs) with the rest of them? If if is running nice, and if I do get it running there, 
oh hell yeah I'm gonna beat the fucking shit out of this thing <laughs> that's what I want to hear <laughs> it, it's the fact that if it, it, I'm still in the testing phase of just if it's gonna go forward and break mm. and like that's the biggest thing right now but yeah if I can get those numbers if it can if it can go forward and break yeah let's beat it up yeah, and get, get it out on a shakedown run. Yeah, okay. Let it impress you. Yeah, you're like, yeah. all right, I've got yeah, confidence in this yeah. machine. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would have to say this has been one of my most favorite trips I've been on in a very long time. And to sum up the whole thing with Jordan, he went to Colorado. They loved his shit. They gave him a crazy ass order, and now the motherfucker's making like forty eight hundred dollars knives. <laughs> you went, you went from zero to hero so fast in this game, and it's awesome, dude. And we no, love I... seeing you succeed, and that's what it's all about—like just seeing our friends grow, and you know, doing whatever we can to support them and see them fucking blow up. Can you remind us the name of your business and where people can check out some of these yeah, beautiful knives? Yeah, I appreciate knives? it. So if you ever go check out Sasquatch Survival Gear, um, I've got. A- dot com sasquatch survival sasquatch gear survival gear sasquatch survival uh, and you have pictures of some of these beautiful knives yeah. that you've made all so the blades out there I've see got, what we're trying to des- describe we got a, a like a tonto blade that i brought out this weekend to oh, yeah. show ali and i told him to go mess it up it's a forty eight hundred dollar <laughs> damascus blade but then i also brought out a to Colorado, I brought. I pushed so hard to get a seven thousand layer Damascus blade oh out there. So the one was, I saw today was one hundred and twenty. Yeah, and imagine. A, and you you folded it in enough times to make it a seven thousand yeah. layer. So, so does that make the grains between the layers yeah, exactly. tighter? Exactly. So yes. it's, they're tighter yep. together, yep. like a packing okay. the atoms together. Okay. Yeah. So imagine just the more fold you have in the Damascus, it's just the more. Uh, Isn't that what the story did? that you have? Do you, go, do you go thicker with the spine on a knife when you do seven thousand layers, or is the spine thickness or the overall like width of the blade? So is it about the same? This one that I did the seven thousand layer has a uh, fuller all across the blade, so it's actually really light blade mm. uh four is that four millimeter uh we're probably yeah probably around that thickness okay um it's something i want anyone to be able to hold um but then when i tell them like what goes into the blade like it's about uh it's about six weeks into that exact blade so six weeks of one person's labor full full time i mean i'm like wow. 10 hours a day just uh, making that one night yeah that one blade and there's so many chances that i could screw that blade up mm. kind of thing where like the welds don't hold or the welds don't hold it's what do they call the, them when you have those little pockets of air inside or uh inclusions inclusions yeah. yeah you don't want those yeah. Um, you want to exclude the inclusions? <laughs> exclude the inclusions. That makes exactly. sense if you don't think about it. Can you say it three times fast? Exclude the inclusions. Exclude the inclusions. Exclude the inclusions. Wow. No, it's 
I don't know. Knife making's so much fun, man. It's and I appreciate you all coming out here and oh fuck off, dude. Like and hanging you, out. And... You came in clutch because I'm like I don't I have no idea where we're camping because <laughs> Plasket Ridge was like the original plan and it was supposed yeah. to open up at the end of October. Like it said that the restrictions were going to get lifted. Then we had the rains right in like the last week of October. Yeah. And so everything's still shut down. They didn't open up shit, and I'm like okay. Well, originally we were supposed to have like eight people going into like some campsite and a few people have fallen off just because, you know, you get a few days in and some people are just like, okay, I'm actually really tired or my kids are done. Like Sean, his kids were just, they they were having the time of their lives, but keeping him in the car for like five and a half hours is, is tough. Yeah. The original yeah, it, plan. It's us- also, it's exhausting. And when kids get exhausted, yeah. they get, they get uh, more temperamental. Right. So let's back up. This trip was, uh, you know, we've got Fast Friends and Fast Friends has, has very quickly become a very community focused, um, just little boutique shirt brand. Uh, just stuff that we like and kind of represents the fun that we have and the things that we're into and our lifestyle. Um, and I, you know, I've been doing stuff with Rick for Dirt, but that caused a lot of friction because when you have a partnership and one person doesn't want to do something, it's almost like when the other person goes and does it, it's it just doesn't jive, you know. And Frank very openly talked about his whole experience when we were bringing summer camp into Rick for Dirt and how it became something that he actually realized it was too big of a responsibility and undertaking that he was not willing to, to do. Um and so transferring some of this event stuff now to Fast Friends makes a lot more sense because Fast Friends is based on community, which Rick for Dirt is too, but Rick for Dirt's more like, hey, come meet some new friends at like coffee first Saturdays of every month. Yeah. You'll meet people, you'll get to talk about stuff, you can grow. Come back. Everyone's willing to be your buddy, like it's it's like cheers, right? As long as you're not a dick. Um and so Fast Friends, you know, back up a little bit more we've been we've been having the summer camp events and you know we did last year it was awesome we did it in partnership with Philcraft survival uh we spent half the time out in a beautiful location off of the shore of the colorado river in moab utah and with the red rocks surrounding us and then we were in the plains of uh, uh spanish fork you know just in these beautiful locations you you were pulling fish out of you know yeah there's a there's a small creek at the bottom of the drainage um like we were camped in these little um kind of low foothill mountains and grassy plains but at the bottom there's a creek no more than 12 feet wide but we were pulling decent sized trout out they were uh, cut bows cut bows yeah a combination of cutthroat and rainbows okay rainbow trout did they still have the did they still have the rainbow yeah, they have the rainbow, but they also have a little bit of red underneath their gills. Okay. So they, they display traits of both fish. Cutthroat. Yeah. That's rad. So, you know, it was beautiful. And it's an undertaking. You know, we had 120, 130 people, I think, at that event. Uh, between, you know, th- that event is essentially like friends that I like and companies that I love and friends I love too. And bringing them all together to just hang out. And the companies happen to also add to the experience by doing some kind of like whatever it is. 
um, that they do, whether it's a recovery course like Factor 55 or Aqua Glide supplying like dozens, like 14, like a mix of kayaks and paddle boards for people to enjoy themselves. Yeah. On the river, like so many, so many companies stepped up, right? Um, Fieldcraft Sorrel stepped up in a huge way, but it's still like managing all that, um, trying to get the dollars in so that, well, we pay, everything's paid for. Yeah. Literally, like you, sh- all you have to do is show up, and, and then it's like what people don't think about is things like the insurance on the event, sure, and, and all of the logistics that goes into yeah. like actually making it a legitimate event, yeah. not just like I'm going to invite a bunch of friends to a group site, right? No, it's know. beyond. But I there's, mean, there's a lot of partnerships, and I'm working the what, whole time. What was the uh, what was the motorsports company in Moab that supplied the side by sides and yeah, Jeeps outlaw. for rental? Oh, wow. Outlaw four by four. Outlaw. Out- Outlaw four four was outlaw off. (laughs) I'm gonna mess. It's outlaw. I think it's outlaw four by four. Outlaw off road. Outlaw off road. Yeah. Outlaw off road is what it is. And those guys just legit hooked it up. Put on a couple trails. You know, I get I get it from both sides. I get one hand that says, "Hey, you're too regimented. Like you're too structured. Like we just want to kind of." It's like okay, and then you have. And then you like, and then you have the companies that are like, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna set up two runs, and people sign up, but they don't even like show up show for up. the run, yeah. and I mean it sucks because these guys are out there, um, doing it for free, just yeah. as an opportunity to stoke out a bunch of people that are essentially vetted by me to like hang out and are good people and will probably bring value to just, you know, the association. Yeah, and like there's the logistics of having guides in the front, middle, and back oh, yeah. of the pack, knowing where the trail, you know, having scouted the trail, how long it takes, coordinating, like, all of the schedules, calendar of events. And there's, like, multiple different classes throughout the day, multiple opportunities to go on mountain bike rides, fishing, kayaking. Um, right. There's It was a packed event schedule, and you could choose what you wanted. But, choose your own adventure for the yeah. most part. But it's like, you know, but... This this year, this, or last year, I did it real mellow. And I should have probably been a little bit more structured. So it's like I try to keep finding this balance. And I think as I keep going through this event process and doing these kind of things, it's getting easier and I, I'm, I'm learning more. I don't have it down yet. Perfect. But so far, so far, so good. And anyways, this year, I've got my job with Makita and basically was like, I have no time. Like, I've got no time. We're doing these, me and Eric are building, you know, these Subarus, which is taking an insane amount of time. And I can't go, I can't go coordinate a 130 person, which would probably be more if I did it properly. But let's just say a 150 person event with all the partners and all the things and the economy shit and people are getting laid off and it just doesn't, none of it felt like none of it was right. And so I totally fucking backed off. And I said, summer camp ain't happening, but I got to still do something that weekend, which is this weekend that we're on right now. Yeah. So so right now, at this time, I think we were in Spanish Fork, right? Oh, last year? Yeah, last year. So the Saturday before, yeah. yeah um, we'd already headed up there. and uh, One trip that I, yeah, I right. always felt like I was so planned for, uh-huh. and then I never got to it, was the summer camp yeah that you planned <laughs> so much every single year and i always i had this like 
huge guilt behind oh, everything. Oh, get off it. No, it's fine. <laughs> we should have. It is. We, we uh, should have had you bring your forge and do a I know. demo. Yeah. Right there by yeah. the side of the Colorado. In case you need to do trailside forge. Quench it into the Colorado River. <laughs> <laughs> Rad. You're like That'd in waders sweet. in the water. Heck yeah. You would have sunk though to your knees. That that mud was no joke. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. So fucking said, fuck it. Let's just do something fun. And you know, again, I threw out a I threw out a decently large net to a lot of the original people that were part of like you know the trips that we had gone on, all the things that kind of inspired summer camp into what it is. Um, some of the OGs, and you know. Like I said, the economy sucks right now. It's hard for people to justify gas when their vehicles get 12, 10 miles a gallon, you know, whatever. But I, I knew people were going to come. And sure enough, we had a we had a great crew out. Me, you, and me, Eric, and Kelly drove out from our side. Hell yeah. Uh, Matt Vaness got COVID. <laughs> oh, is that what happened? Yeah. I was wondering what happened to him. You know. Hope you're doing oh. well, buds. We had a few. Yeah. We had a few people fall okay. off due to Him work, fam. and uh, okay. anyways, Easy. the trip ended up being super mellow. I had a plan. I had like full itinerary, but it was good to have that kind of as like a starting point yeah. structure. And as a couple of people fell off, I'm like, you know what? Let's not even make it that complicated. Let's just let's just like kind of here. I know we're gonna go to Sonora, which is what we ended up doing. Uh, we were in Sonora on Thursday night. We got there. We went to the armory, right? How'd you like that? Oh, uh, the armory is awesome. And for those of you that need a reference on Sonora, it's about 40, 50 miles west of Yosemite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, Very it's, close. it's up there in the, in the Sierras. Um, I think it was near, what was it, Big Trees National Park, where it was a really was. creative name because the trees are really, they're big. Big trees. They're yeah. big trees. They're really big trees. They, I guess at one point they had one you could drive through, but it fell over or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, 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 I mean, they're every like the sequoia style. They, that felt like sequoia, like um, they're big redwoods. Is what they are, right? I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Maybe those were sequoias because of like the elevation. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that's not. A I don't know. I'm not an scientific. arborist, but I like, <laughs> I like I like I like big trees. But it was yeah. cool. Big tree park was yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, I like I like driving through there. That was nice. I'm not retarded, but I like trees. <laughs> we saw some aspens. <laughs> you can tell it's an aspen because of the way it is. The way they shimmer, <laughs> the leaves shimmer. They weren't changing color though yet. It was red. It was. Um, it Camped was beautiful. By the lake. Yep. We went, we went by the Utica Reservoir, and we had a bitchin' spot, which happened to be at the head of a trail. Um, I don't really like to throw out names too much at places we go, just because, like, go find it. Or if you're hanging out, then you'll, you'll see it with us, maybe on a cleanup, maybe on a trip like what we went on. Um, but, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You could do your, you could do some research, watch some videos, I'm sure, and find out where we were. But we were at Utica Lake, um, at the at the head of a trail, and it's funny because we rolled in, right, and there was a spot. There was the two spots that Adam Adam Fifred brought us out. He was having a crew, essentially, come out to uh, run the trail. Uh, a lot of the northern Sonora boys and and whatnot, and uh, he finds the two spots and this campsite across from 
across the street from where these spots were, the lady starts yelling, no, 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 those are our spots. There's no tents, there's no chairs, there's nothing. And the, the rule is, is when you roll up on a campsite in a place like that, you have to establish camp, go pay your thing, go get your ticket, come back, put your ticket on, occupy the camp. You have to occupy it before you even pay for it. And then pay for it, and then put your tag on. Mm-hmm. And None that, of that that's that's not a common courtesy. It's like an official, written down rule. Yeah, it's not even like a it's, un, it's not even like an unspoken rule of camp. It's, it's a like, spoken rule. It's a like, spoken. It's rule. actually written down. This it was is, posted on yeah. the bulletin Post, board by my posted. car. Posted. Yeah. 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 Posted. Yeah. Ours weren't posted, but that was posted. Yeah. And the only reason why I bring this up, it's not it's not because I'm trying to be anal about the rule. I don't give two shits. But it's like when when Adam because Adam went and talked to the lady and you know. Adam being the guy he is, he just makes friends with everyone. And by the time he was done, they were offering him stuff and, you know, being super warm. That, that changed though throughout the course of this trip. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they got to know him better. Yeah, they, got to, they actually got to realize what locals were like. Um, they don't give two fucks about you from the Bay. Um, but, uh, but what ended up happening is they, they were really foolish in their, their locations of where they put their tents because by them moving us away from there, we were no longer going to be like on the other side of the road from them, which would have made it better for them to sleep. We would have been far separated from where they were actually sleeping. No, instead, they made it so that we had to go get this one campsite, which is beautiful. Actually, one of my favorite campsites there that I saw. Um, we had this bitch in granite slab and then... There was, is it granite? I, I'm assuming it was granite, granite slab, and then mm-hmm. there was this massive fire pit, established fire pit with the full metal, you know. It was a it was a square great, fire ring, if yeah. you will. It was about five foot by five. It was foot a square ring. When most of the fire rings were the normal, like whatever, thirty inch the round. Small rounds, yeah. Yeah. This uh, was a major group so site. Every other pit. campsite had a thirty inch round, normal, and they were smaller. Uh, arrangements and then this one had a more like uh, grandiose arrangement this big granite slab a huge fire pit a massive area where you could easily gather 30 people Um, so it was clearly the group site it was very clearly like intended to be the group site and so they put their tent right like within 10 feet of where our firing was around a bush like so they're 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 lot but butted up against ours and maybe like 30 feet but way way but way too close it felt, it felt like 10 feet with the with the way he was talking um and i guess the first night you know we were up until two as usual because you have to be up late because the fire needs tending yeah. i mean the it moon you can't us. leave the top you can't leave the fire yeah a we, we've got someone's got to be a keeper of the flame and b I mean, it, it was a nice starry night. You could see the Milky Way with your, oh yeah, with your naked eye. You didn't even yeah. need a long exposure photograph to reveal the Milky Way. It was just gorgeous, clear, cold, like forty-three degrees, but perfect weather. It was a little and chill. and then moonrise wasn't until one thirty. And so, if you want to see the moonrise, then you, you got to wait. And that was worth it. That was watching so a little crescent off, moon off the top of the lake. rise in between these two, I guess, big trees. We're back to we're back to big trees again. I like, but I like yeah, trees. it was it, it was really nice. I really like the trees. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, we're up late. We're up late, and 
And so and there were drinks. No, there was drinks, and there was some noise, and there was a lot of laughter. A lot of laughter. I think the laughter maybe is what got underneath this guy's skin, but I guess. I don't know. He talked to Apparently you. Apparently, laughing time was over. I guess so. Yeah. What did he say to you? Yes, yes. Well, they didn't say anything that night, but the next day, yeah. we're around camp, and the group had gotten larger, but there was people still yet to arrive, and that was the night that they, the group of like, uh, this group of Jeepers is uh, definitely built for rock crawling specifically. A lot of these vehicles arrive on trailers. Um, a lot of them have 40s or 42s. They all have custom axles. Um, they're all built for bouncing off the rocks. And they like going out at night. It's a little bit more challenging when you yeah. when you have you know, less visibility on these you know, gigantic obstacles. And every single one of them loves to party. They all love to party. They and they're, like all, they're all out there to the have party. a good time. And they all are like hardworking people. Hard and this working. is their time off too. This is what they enjoy. And this campsite is at the trailhead for like a pretty notable trail in the area for hardcore rock crawling. Yeah. So, yeah, unbeknownst to these, these fellow campers from the Bay, um, we had a group that was large and getting larger with an intent to be up that night, knowing that they would be out night wheeling and... Um, and this guy comes up to me at like, we're making dinner. So it was probably five o'clock. Oh, was it later? And, and he kind of gave me like a stern warning of like, Hey, you guys were up really late last night and we couldn't sleep. And, and we understand that, you know, everyone's here to have a good time, but you know, we, but let's, let's try and make like quiet hours, like after 10, like let's all be loud and have, have fun until 10. But after that, we'll, we'll try and wrap things up. What'd you say? Um, we'll do our best. I'll do my best, I'll do buds. My best. I'll do my best. <laughs> and I left that. That's all I said to him. Yeah. I, I, I'll do my best, man. Yeah, I mean, I think you did your best. I did. Yeah. I was like, hey, this guy said we should be quiet by 10. And so I, I, I passed along his, his note. You did. But I think we were still a little bit loud, or his tent was just too his close. His tent was too close, bro. It was it's... one of those two things. But either way, we yeah, we 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 got another stern warning from him. Just a voice in the darkness, and this time he wasn't he, he wasn't nice at all. He didn't he didn't approach this very large group yeah. with any kind of tact or or humility. He just kind of like started yelling at us like petulant children. Yeah, and these are all grown ass men, and. We're talking. We're talking people that are like within the infrastructure of like day to day life, like your your first responders, you know, your construction workers. Yeah, these are firemen, business owners, humans. mechanics. Yeah. Like yeah. these are hardworking people that that have, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that they have the right to do what they like with their free time, and unlike the campsite rules that they bent and worked in their favor without really following the rules he wanted to enforce on us some sort of 10 o'clock curfew and then yell at us about it Here's and the thing. so he proceeded to yell at the group and that really didn't affect our trajectory for the evening really, or yeah. our, or our mood um in fact it provided some fodder for jokes it really did which probably rubbed salt on his wound which um, probably caused what happened the next morning which then if you fast forward and i think we wrapped up around three o'clock that night <laughs> but we were, we were quieter from like two o'clock to three we honestly so look like dude, two o'clock is really our quiet hours the bottom so line is don't go to a trailhead campsite and fucking expect it to be like quiet yeah you I mean, can't 
you're not going to go to Loon Lake, you know, and and expect there not to be jeepers fucking cruising by at all hours of the night, revving their engines. You're not going to you're not going to camp off the Rubicon and, and expect everyone to be quiet for you. No, you're going to get that one fucking buggy coming up like on propane, just like sending it up a cliff next to your tent, which is what happened when we went and did the Rubicon. Like literally we had a hill right next to our tent and the guy was just like on the fucking rev limiter and it was 3 a.m. And that's it. You you know where you are and nobody was pissed about it. No. People actually got out of their tents were like watching them like attempt it at 3 a.m. Yeah. That's you know? what you're there for. That's what you're there for. Yeah. And it's like. You got to read You got to read the reviews on the campsite. You like, got to understand where you're going. All trails or whatever, man. <laughs> that campsite serves one function. It's to lead into one of the most gorgeous trails of the area, you know, and yeah. If that's not actually, if you've heard that growling, it's not Eric's stomach or mine. It's uh, Leroy in the back. Just Yeah, Leroy, my co-pilot, is... Uh, voicing his opinion. Yeah, growling into the darkness. Um, <laughs> he has PTSD about this old guy yelling at us <laughs> last night. <laughs> so anyway, we got yelled at, but, but we, we, we rolled that off our backs and continued to do us while he did him. Um, he apparently went back to his tent and didn't sleep well. Um, and he must not have gotten too much sleep because I know I didn't. I don't need that much sleep, especially when I'm on like a vacation to have fun. Yeah. I'm not there to sleep in. Um, and either way, Leroy, he doesn't drink. So he, he wakes up at 6.45 to 7 o'clock every day. It doesn't matter. He's, he's always on time. And, and so I'm already up by 6.45 because Leroy's tossing and turning and, and kind of whining at me. And I start hearing a clanking noise. Bang, 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 bang. Wake up. Wake up. And I, I start looking around. I smile and giggle and I laugh. And I, I, I think like someone's making breakfast and is like, doesn't want the burritos to get cold. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking like, oh, fuck yeah, breakfast. <laughs> and instead I look out the window and it's the, it's the guy. That Walking was through our camp. From the darkness that was yelling at us. The, the angry voice <laughs> in the night had, had now, Fucking in, the, in the light of day, got a pot in a pan and was wandering through the campsite, not just to, because he doesn't know which campsite belongs yeah, to the offenders. So he treated everyone as an offender, including the folks in his own camp. <laughs> and so if he couldn't sleep He's until three so o'clock, that means none of his like own buddies that were there, his friends couldn't sleep. Right. And so he woke up his own friends and family just to spite us. Yeah. And... And that was that was an interesting interesting part of our weekend is is camp neighbor. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was, I will say one thing: it was a weird feeling having to because normally, you know, the way I've been raised is you respect your elders; they've been through a lot, right? They've managed to get this far in life. So I go, I try to be very respectful, you know, of especially of people older than me, and you know, value that age and wisdom this guy was a fucking dick like fuck him like you know i swear like i i stuck my head out i'm like looking at him like ashley had you know ashley had a hard enough time getting to sleep and but she woke up happy and that almost pissed me off more it's like she was ha- like she would have been happier if she got another like half hour and i'm like dude you're belligerent like you're you're being an asshole and he's like you guys are so rude no respect age age i'm like well, fuck you that's and, a weird thing to say too huh? it's, it's no you're a fucking idiot <laughs> leroy. Yeah, leroy leroy bark in that darkness 
give. Yeah. And respect is green. like that that's a that's a weird way to phrase it because I mean out of respect, we have a group of people that all requested time off work, traveled hundreds of miles to be together, a group of friends that rarely gets to see each other, reasons to celebrate beyond that. And we're jovial, celebratory, yeah. and there for a good time. We're not doing it out of spite. We're not doing anything out of spite. We're not trying to be disrespectful. Like, you camped too close to a group site. Yeah. where a group of people is camping on a Saturday. Like, what did you expect to happen on a Friday and Saturday night at camp? We just like, put it a was tree gonna, in the fire It was going to be like, a 55-year-old like, retirement community with <laughs> like, quiet hours. Upside and, down pineapples. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> so, yeah, him walking around, like, absolutely belligerently and, like, rudely. Yeah vindictively and intentionally doing it and just doing it indiscriminately to everyone's <laughs> tent at the entire camp where it's like no matter whether he or just not, carpet bombed the whole he, thing he basically he, just he was went not a sniper every tent and woke up everyone at the entire camp yeah sean and his kids like fucking sean i didn't do it man random I people that had yeah we're just there to kayak on the lake and we're camping nearby <laughs> and not a single other person said anything to us everyone was like totally chill yeah like normal people because they were all kept far enough away from it not being like this yeah and it's not like we we're blaring loud sorry music if i'm yawning and... it's 204 right now yeah we don't even have a fire but this is not like the weather right now is amazing perfect Dude, what is it, like 71? Yeah, like, it feels so good. Like, I'm not even wearing a hoodie. Like, I'm in a t-shirt, and literally came from um, what felt like an ice chest, a fridge. Like, I felt like I was inside of a fridge that first night. It was horrible. I got you all bundled up. But then I'm like, by the time I got into bed, I was just like, I just need to put my head on a pillow. And then I froze the entire night. But tonight, I can imagine that we're going to sleep really well. Pillow fight. Pillow fight? <laughs> How do you have energy right now? She drove like five hours. How's it been? Awesome. And amazing. <laughs> no, super fun. Beautiful, beautiful scenery. Awesome people. Everybody's super welcoming and just there to have a great time. It was, it was really, really good. Really like a positive fun experience yeah i mean would you come again oh yeah for sure it was a great trip yeah you gotta have one of these trips with your wife like you have to really take them show them how fun it is what a good time it can be and uh she'll let you go do it more often if you're if you're having problems at home so uh, you get to go everywhere you want to go i'm not saying you i'm <laughs> I, we've got some listeners here who who try to find that balance and it's like you yeah, know they need they need a you gotta uh, include extra permission slip. Well, I see. You know, what's, you know what's funny? I understand that this lifestyle of overlanding, being out there with your bros and and geeking out over your vehicles and your mods and your lights and your winches and all this shit. It's like at the end of the day, if if you've started to separate who you were within the relationship that you had to become something else in a new relationship that you create. You're put, you're doing a disservice to the person that you've devoted your life to, to make their lives more fulfilled. And what, me sharing this with Ashley is trying to do that and to see her so stoked and 
and really enjoying yourself and really embracing everything about it. And, you know, she's there breaking stuff down with me, setting camp up. Like we, I mean, I, I, I kind of kicked myself. I mean, we should have done this earlier. You know, we should have been doing this more often, but I, I really kind of was learning, I think for a few years too, of what, what this all was and finding my way through it. And it's very commercial, right? The way I did it. And, uh, and now that some of that commercialism part of it is dying off, I'm not as beholden to like sponsors as I was. Like we just got the cover issue of tread magazine. Thank you, Kelly Nomura. Um, who's now passed out kind of in her seat. Yeah. No, you've earned, you've earned your rest. Ollie, you've done a great job with this. It's been amazing to see where you've come from and thanks, bud. Where you're at right now. And yeah, you're doing a great job, man. Yeah. So, so I, I just like, I like the fact that we get to have fun now more. And I know, yeah. Eric and I have been now head down on this new project with new relationships and new like responsibilities. But I feel like the Subarus were done in a way to where once we finish the videos, which mostly I'm chopping up, like we've fulfilled pretty much the majority of our obligations. Yeah. Well, now the obligation is to go do fun stuff. Correct. Yeah. Like go mountain biking and kayaking yeah. and fly yeah. fishing and, and load up the vehicles take photos and get some content of them in their natural environment, like built for, yeah, the know, purpose. Yeah. Short, short trips where we need better fuel mileage. And I did miss my Jeep on this trip, but it, oh, it, it's a great, did it's I a ever. great, it's a great shakedown for the Subaru. Cause I need multi-day camp trips to like figure out where everything goes and then create storage solutions that work for this vehicle and the way that I use it and right. what my loadout will be. Um, so it's I, I need the time with the vehicle to get familiar with, you know how how it's going to suit me best and what configuration. Yeah, but I packed my I packed my Subaru. Doesn't doesn't mean I didn't miss the Jeep to the brim. Then again, my Overland vehicle, even though it's on thirty eights and long arms, um, would not have even done well on this trail. So I could have I could have taken a lot of the bypasses and the easier routes, but not not what these rock crawlers were doing like. 10 foot tall damn near vertical slabs it was just insane. sheer granite like so four-wheel drive burnouts to warm up the tires and get them sticky and then on the life. on the face of the cliff <laughs> on the face of the cliff like Fucking 10, CJ, 10 second burnouts cj like literally but cj look you got, I got, on a I got photo CJ. evidence the only the other person just that disappears more than me is cj <laughs> like cj was rad guaranteed like, every time he goes out he He's let me drive my something. Jeep, which gave me some, like... Drive his Jeep. Yeah, yeah drive his Jeep. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, CJ let me drive his Jeep, which gave me some reprieve from not having my Jeep there. My yeah. FOMO was satisfied. And, uh, it was like a big reward for you walking the entire trail and taking amazing photos, which I'm assuming yeah. are going to be amazing. I, I hope so. Your photography is really good. But, um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I bashed the skid plate on a rock and, and kind of felt bad. And then on the way back up the trail, like climbing up an obstacle... Um, back up to a little playground area and then he points me at like just a sheer rock face with a difficult turn at the top <laughs> and the vehicle's damn near vertical and it took me four attempts and the three times I had to back off this obstacle the vehicle was so vertical it did feel like it was going to tip over backwards Yeah, and yeah. It, it, it definitely like the suspension lurched backwards and um, 
I felt like I was going to roll And this you hopped dude's... a little to the right, too, which is it, always sketchy. Like... I, I did a freaking board slide. Yeah. It was like I was on the X Games. That's the rad. freaking Jeep slid like 10 feet to the right. That move was so cool, bro. Um, like... Dude, I would have gotten a freaking medal for it. <laughs> uh, but no, it was, it was an, uh, it's an uncontrolled slide because you, you got to lean into the skinny pedal and just stay with it. And if you lose the traction, the obstacle kicks you off and the skid plates do their thing. And the vehicle rides down and then rolls backwards, and it feels like it's going to tip over back onto its roof. But uh, it like it. but CJ came up to the driver's side window and it's like, look like it didn't it, dude. It, it was vertical, like it was literally vertical. Yeah, like I thought he was going to flip. I, I thought he was going to flop it on the right side. Like I thought he was going to tip back. Tip back. I, well, I you thought when I was skipping bo- to the right, I I'm thought like, when I was sliding to the right, this vehicle is going over, yeah, and it's going to flop on passenger side, and right. I, I basically just braced for impact, and then when I had to back off of the obstacle, I'm already damn near vertical, yeah. and then there's like a basketball, the pumpkin-sized rock behind my passenger oh, side just tire, hanging you up, and it was just oh. like I had to gas it in reverse while Push the vehicle that rock. hits a rock, Fuck. and that makes the top end want to lurch back even more. And it was just so uncomfortable backing off this obstacle. And then when you get the front tire, the rear tire over the uh, the rock, the front end is now vertical and coming down at such an angle that you can't not just drag the bumper down the rock. Right. And so it's just metal just crunching into it. I felt terrible. And I'm like, no, dude, I can't, I can't do this. It obstacle. sounds horrendous, but and, oftentimes it's just a scar on the on the underside. And of the CJ is so freaking rad. He just was like. Gave you a little pep talk, right? Like, but he, he, he's basically like, roll it, dude. Like, yeah. he, This he, is a good place to roll. He, that's roll. what he said. He said, this is a great place to roll. <laughs> we'll flop the vehicle back on its feet. It's It would just land either on its side right there or backwards on its roof. It's not going to go tumbling. Yeah. Just cross your arms. And he's basically like, if you're scared about rolling it, don't just worry the about the vehicle. On. Just put your harness on Yeah. and right. give it another go. And I'm like, okay, this guy actually genuinely, genuinely would not mind if i rolled his vehicle and and then i'm like all right i'm that that gave me the confidence to put in on the skinny pedal and follow through on the on the acceleration through this obstacle when it's kind of like dude if i if something goes wrong and you're really like leaned into it that hard it's gonna go wrong and you're gonna roll it and there's that distinct possibility but if it goes right you're gonna that's the only way to get it right is to lean into it there's no other way you can't you can't pussyfoot it up it you just got to give it the beans and give it the beans. And if it rolls, it rolls. But if you get up, it also goes. That's the way to get it up. Uh, so it was just kind of cool getting that experience in a vehicle. Like, who lets you do that with their custom built freaking rock crawler Jeep? It was just a family does, bud. Dude. And and you guys. Just, amazing. Everyone was family there. Like, that's what I love about, about bringing the kind of people I've brought around together. Like, summer camp or even this now. It's. They're always like everyone for the most part. We've had a couple, you know, off brand kind of people around, but for the most part, everyone that's ever come together at these events or these trips have all gone along really well. Like we've almost like leapfrogged from group to group on this trip already. Like our core group that's set out, we're still together. And we've we've already kind of connected with all these different groups and now we're with Jordan. And it's like, once again, oh, another family member. He just lives in, you know, the St. Inez area. And uh, it's good to have family close by because yeah. you never know when something, That's when you're going to need a helping hand, which yeah, we did today. Now. Talk about that, dude. Fuck. 
So, so we we noticed we love when we, Sonora, right? We we noticed when we got up to camp at Sonora. I was showing someone they're they're curious about the Subaru suspension, and uh, we're looking at the suspension more closely. And I had failed to notice up until this point, just because the tread depth looks pretty consistent across the tire, unless you're looking really really close at it. The tread depth looks like tread depth. Um, apparently, the negative camber. I've had on my rear wheels and this happened basically after I put the steel bumper on with the bike rack and I added extra weight to the rear the suspension compressed a little bit and when the suspension compresses the tires lean in a little bit at the top and so from the back they're slanted inward towards the top um, which which gives it a stanced look and it, it, it does look kind of like import correct for a for this style vehicle and it kind of kind of gave it a you know aggressive stance and look so i didn't mind it terribly so i just kind of put off getting my alignment done and having it corrected (laughs) i didn't think it was going to be that big of an issue i didn't notice that the tires were chopping and wearing on the inside at a more aggressive rate than i would have imagined but i do have like five thousand miles on these tires so it's no small amount of driving that i've done in the last two and a half months since i put them on and we noticed when we got up to camp at sonora because now the tires are coated in a fine layer of dust and the inside half of both rear tires the interior 50 percent of the tread width was absolutely bald like racing slick bald it hadn't shown belt yet so we were like, hadn't yeah. Yeah, like it hadn't shown belt yet. So we were like, eh, you know, it's probably fine. Like, let's just go. I mean, you've driven here this far. like, And I'm like, this had tread when I left San Diego, but I drove up to Sonora from San Diego, which is somewhere between five and 600 miles. And somewhere in that five and 600 miles, whatever remaining little tread I had, had now worn down and it was just slicks. And as soon as you'd rolled through the dirt, it was just glaringly obvious that like, Half of the tire has deep lug treads, and half of the tire is just slick. And so, Ashley, I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, Ashley, thank was, God. Was it was it okay? Not so much. <laughs> I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, do I do I need to go get like uh, just any tire in the available size, or? And then I'm like, no, Ali runs the same wheel offset, bolt pattern, same tire size. Like, we have technically two spares for my vehicle, if worse comes to worse. If. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on it. And today, we're driving from Sonora down to San Inez, which is 300 and some odd miles. And so we had a couple of stops along the way, and I checked them, and they're continually getting lower. But our last stop at In-N-Out, there was still no belt showing. And then between that stop at In-N-Out and uh, what was that, Santa Maria... Um, we, we hit, we hit, we hit a patch of rain first when we were at the in and out and Ashley was driving, I came up to her window and I was like, I am going to go no faster than 70 because if I have a blowout in the rear, I want to be able to control the vehicle. So I'm going to keep a long following distance and I don't want to go more than 70 because I don't want to be controlling a vehicle going 80 down the highway. Like, so I'm like, I, I, want to drive at, at, at this particular speed no faster and, and so did. that and that was fine and then we hit a little area of rain and i could feel my rear end 
almost like torque steering and counter correcting and it was just kind of ever so slightly fishtailing because I, I was literally now on racing slicks. So even though there's only a tiny bit of moisture on the road, it wasn't a rainstorm, a tiny bit of moisture, I could still feel my rear end sliding. And I got on the radio and I'm like, I need to slow down. This is not feeling correct. And then within 20 miles. Well, we had you take the lead. So then you could go at your pace. That was smart. Yeah. So that they, they had me take the lead so I could go at my pace. And that put Ashley driving right behind me for this next section and I'll let you take it from here because I wasn't sitting where you could see what you saw. Well, Ali had said, cause I was driving and he was like, keep an eye on his tires. If they start sparking, like, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> and it's like dark. You can't even see the lines on my, the road. That was my old import days where we used to wear our tires down because we kept using like the used ones from Big O. And you knew within like a month, like you'd be showing like belt and sparking. And so I was like, all right, if we see sparks, it's going to be an issue. So you, you knew to look for sparks. Yeah. This was something that you knew, like a very bald tire oh, yeah. is it, it's something that they'll do. They'll when, they're moving, when they're moving fast at night, they're going to kick off little pieces of the steel belting if they wear down that far. He yeah. knew it, but he was in denial when it actually happened. Well, yeah, because you pointed <laughs> it out, right? Well, yeah, because after he said that, then I'm like keeping an eye on Eric's tires as I'm driving. And all of a sudden, I see this little, like, spark under his left back, like, driver's side back tire. And I'm like, there's a spark. And Ali's like, no, there's, like, a rock cut under there. I'm like, no, it's on the other side. And he's like, get closer, get closer, I got to see this. So we, I sped up, and yeah. And then he quickly gets on the walkie, and he's like, you're literally sparking on back both of your back tires. And Eric's like, you got to get off the freeway. So we took the next exit, and uh, and... I guess Ali got on the phone with Jordan yeah. and uh, and let Jordan know that, that we were going to need to do a roadside repair. So we found a Chevron gas station and pulled into a well-lit parking lot where we were comfortable. We made Jordan get out of the hot tub. Jordan, yeah, the hot springs. Springs. Jordan where were you? Jordan ran so fast uh, out of the hot spring. Found a couple <laughs> hot springs. Jordan ran so fast out of the hot spring. He put it. I was he put his trunks on backwards. I was waiting for you guys to get to me. The hot springs, I guess. I was waiting for you to get to me. Waiting butt naked in a hot spring. That's the way I like it. Apparently. That's the way I pass time. <laughs> apparently, it's too hard to drive a vehicle down the road the correct way, but I had to come save. The day, yeah, dude. He, no, he I just had a jack. That's all I did. <laughs> he he cruised over yeah. with a proper jack yeah. um, and so backward get, shorts and and backwards with swim the, trunks with a heavy amount of mud too all over. Yeah, it's, I <laughs> slipped all the way down. Get it, getting out of the, like, getting out of the natural hot spring. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> That'll happen. So my buddy's been calling me. Captain Save a Ho as a joke, but the, these three keep calling themselves Bro Hoes all weekend, and so Jordan is our Captain Save a Ho. <laughs> save a soup. Oh what's funny is, and what's really remarkable is the fact that I wasn't the one that broke for once. No, for on, once. Your, on, 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 on this occasion, it was your birthday I, gift. Yeah, I, I took that honor. Thank you. Yeah, no problems. Uh, and I, 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 I do did lose a wheel though. I, I lost a wheel in the process. 
Well, yeah, your spare, your, your spare is with me now, but um, and my vehicle has mismatched wheels, which looks kind of cool. It's kinda I, I cool. could, st- I could start something here. It could be a thing. Yeah, just do five different rims all around the vehicle. <laughs> get five different colors. Which is which. Dude, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You to finagle that. Um, what's it called? Where you pump up the vehicle. I'm the trying. jack? Oh yeah, you had to like finagle that on the curb. Oh yeah, my vehicle's, uh, my vehicle's like droop. Uh, that was crazy. We yeah, could, we could li- not get the wheels off the ground. Getting, getting the frame off the ground, li- lifting from anything other than the control arm made it very difficult. You, you really got to lift underneath the control arm because the suspension uh, really does have a lot of down travel, right. uh, and that that oh, created that uh, created a challenging situation for uh, where to place the jack and how how tall the jack was, and then how tall the jack could become. Yeah. Uh, we kept getting defeated by the down travel <laughs> fucking suspension. I think at one point Jordan like literally laid on his back on the asphalt in the gr- in the gas station and just like I give up. Yeah. Uh, but I I, w- I would like to make a make a disclaimer. This this is a reflection on my inattention to detail and my my procrastination on getting an alignment done properly after like. Uh, I mean, we, we put things, we installed things correctly to the like original spec, but uh, obviously you need a professional alignment done on an independent four-wheel suspension vehicle like this. So uh, don't me, be don't beat yourself up. We, we no, but it's not it's not a reflection on like the. I mean, Mile Stars do use a softer <laughs> compound rubber, um, right? Which makes so, them so nice and daily make, drivable. Yeah, daily drivable, quiet. Yeah tacky uh they've got they've got good grip and and lots of different surfaces um and they might not you know they might not be the eighty thousand mile tire that some are but but you get you get good long wear life out of them if you run them correctly yeah no i mean we're Uh, not this this is definitely me just like kind of neglecting something i was like oh it looks cool it's probably not going to be a problem uh Probably not going to be a problem. Definitely turned out to be using hope as a tactic. Um, <laughs> and, and in this situation, my, my hopefulness or, or uh, just, I guess, ignorance being bliss uh, definitely came around to bite me. But I'm super grateful that we were here together. Bro-ho. And my, yeah, <laughs> uh, my, my buddy runs the same size tire as me. Cause, yeah. uh, and then tomorrow over at Jordan's shop, we're, we're going to redo the camber adjustment because it's silly easy. It's, it's just it really? a bolt, yeah. And we, I still need to get the alignment done professionally on like a, yeah. either like you know road force alignment or like a laser rack. Uh, either will do. But uh, you just gotta get something done. Don't worry, we'll, yeah. we'll do it professionally tomorrow. <laughs> no need of a professional shop. So. <laughs> we got it. Don't worry. There's YouTube, bro. Dude, knives need to be made very straight. An alignment is all about making things straight. Exactly. Dude. So if you can make a knife straight, you can make if toe, you can dodge a knife, toe, you can camber, fix a car. You can dodge a knife, straight. you can dodge a Subaru. <laughs> you can straighten a knife, you can set toe, camber, and caster. I don't know if you could straighten a Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gay, but it's not straight. That'll <laughs> eh, be close. It's fine. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, I don't care what anybody says. I love my Subaru. And if it is the gay poster child of vehicles, then so be it. I don't give a fuck. I am happily married and know where I stand and all that. So, <laughs> you know how many fucking memes I get sent? 
like weekly about somebody who saw some stupid Subaru meme and decided I had to see it. Really? Oh, all the time. And it's my friends. I'm like, fuck all you. Yeah. I've sent you some. Yeah, you've sent me some. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? These are bad. These these Subarus are bad. Like, fun as hell to drive. Like, literally, like I'm just like I could keep pushing it. I could keep pushing it. Like. Not the kind of car you really think you can go for it in, especially not being a manual. That kind of really turns me off in terms of racing. You know, I feel like we have such little control over what the engine's doing. I got it to be a daily driver, so I lean towards yeah. that eight-speed exactly right. automatic. Yeah, um, it's amazing. I mean, but now, knowing what I know, if I had, like, an opportunity to do it again, I probably would have gotten the manual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just for just sheer, like having a solid connection between what little horsepower is available, which is enough, but that the transmission is a thief uh, of power and a, and a sorcerer of tricks where you push on the pedal and it is a sorcerer of tricks. Yeah. That bastard. It's a, yeah. It's no, it's, 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 it's that bastard. It hurt me. It's tricky. It's tricky. You, you well, push on the pedal and it does something different. Like we did our torque. Give we, it gas. We did our torque masters video. And it was cool, but it was a little disheartening when we started going up these hills, like, cause I had to keep finding some part of this hill that would actually legitimately get me stuck, which we found. But one of the things that I felt like really what I felt like was stopping me from getting up where I wanted to go was the fact that the CVT seemed like it just cut out and like you'd be flooring it and it would be at like a super yeah. low rpm and the transmission just would be like i don't even i don't know if it's the cvt programming or if it's the engine programming but it gets to a certain point and it's like i'm protecting everything and you are not going beyond this threshold yeah like i did not feel like i had any like say in the matter yeah like yeah like overrides are set fun at police very came. low tolerance yeah the fun police came in I and shut either. shut her down i've been in a subaru mm-hmm I've been in a Subaru that, and I think it was just like the eyesight, like safety stuff, but yeah. like we needed to hit like a dip that went up and it, it like automatically stopped the car. Like you, <laughs> if you didn't hit it with enough speed, it wouldn't go up it. Like uh. the car forced it to stop. Just kidding. You can't go that way. Find another route. Huh. I, don't I don't know. know. I don't like know. I, I just feel like there's too technology. much electronics mixed in Yeah. for the manufacturers trying to limit their liability of repairs under warranty. Like for instance, let's do commercials of trucks fucking hooning it out in the woods in the wild. And then when people come and buy it and they go do those things, then the insurance companies aren't going to cover it. The manufacturers aren't going to warranty it. Right. Oh, there's too much dust in your intake. Yeah. You fucking showed your stupid truck out in the washes. And I thought that looked awesome. So I wanted to go do that too. And now you're saying you're not going to warranty it because there's too much dust. Well, that's what happens when you go outside. And, and it's funny. Because it's dusty out there if you're not the first one in line. You know? There's a bear. Yeah. <laughs> Only one person gets to lead the group. <laughs> For everyone else, there's dust. <laughs> I just, it's, it's such a stupid double standard where they're making their money off of this lifestyle, but then people go and use it for that lifestyle and then you get rejected their claims or, you know, insurance companies don't like stand by it. And it's like, no, man, like this is what these vehicles are made for. Jeep stood behind mine when I, uh, when I damaged part of it off-roading. I had the stock drive shaft and, uh, 
and it had an AEV lift kit as its mm-hmm. first iteration. Yeah. And it was on like three and a half a lift and 35s. And I flexed it on an obstacle. And obviously the rear axle can shift a little bit right and left. Um, it has a little bit of float just because the control arms have bushings. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's like there's a track bar to keep it somewhat centered, but it swings right to left a little bit. And when it swung to the side, uh, the stock drive shaft has a accordion style boot on it that holds oil on that slide joint i get binded up or and uh and that uh bear down that accordion boot got ripped got uh got ripped apart and it was flopping around down there and i was like okay whatever that's a nice to have but not a need to have so So i i I trimmed the part of it that was flapping around and and continued on the trail um, but when I took it to the dealership, I'm like, Hey, you guys, uh, I need a new accordion boot on this drive shaft. And instead of replacing just like the, f- whatever, $5 piece of plastic, that's like a slip cover on, on the slip cover with like little clamp rings. Right. That's uh, all you needed. That's all I needed. They replaced the entire drive shaft. <laughs> maybe, oh, maybe it doesn't come in pieces. I don't know. Maybe it comes pieces. It doesn't come in pieces. Like, they look through the parts catalog and they're not allowed to order that component on its own they have to order the entire rear drive because it's part of the unit yeah it's part yeah. of the unit so they they drilled new holes in the skid plate and moved it an inch away from the drive shaft it was oh, okay. the evaporative canister skid plate uh-huh. that cut a hole in it and then they put in a new drive shaft but i told them i'm off-roading and when you're off-roading like the drive shaft the axle will swing out to the side and it swung into the skid plate and like, you just had you just all you had basically was uh suspension like new shocks and a, and a just yeah, my taller spring. Yeah, lift kit and and that. But yeah, uh, cold spring. You were cold spring, right? I did my first lift kit with that dealership. Got it. I had I had, I had them install it. I bought the vehicle the way it was Wait, on the they lot. Did the AEV. Install? They were they were an AEV certified oh, uh, dealership, and so so nothing I, that you had on that vehicle at that time, anyways, was out of spec. No, they they had done it all, but I did break it off roading and took it back to them and I'm like I Which bought this exactly what that's for. I bought this from you to go off-roading like everything must be covered under warranty there's yeah. no question about this whatsoever right um and it was so at least turnkey vehicles like I think a lot of the Broncos and a lot of the Jeeps has like a turnkey vehicle <laughs> there's Le- a bear again Leroy's back there making sounds of a, <laughs> can you hear that <laughs> Yeah, animal in distress. <laughs> That's just him getting comfortable. <laughs> Odd, but true. Uh, but yeah, I think a lot of the, I, I think Ford and Jeep do, do a good job of, of selling the lifestyle and then backing it up. Yeah. But as soon as you do something custom, they're, they're, they will use it as an out if they're able to. Yeah. Um, Toyota's um, notorious from what I hear. It's like Toyota. I can imagine doing that. I, I think that like, you know. Jeep has had a culture like built around this and like Jeep Jamboree is like yeah. sponsored by Jeep and they like do all these custom builds and like Jeep supports the aftermarket industry and Jeep has trails of like badges of honor right. trails. Right. Jeep is like, you to do this. Jeep is deep into like, like funding and keeping open Jeep trails and like building the community. Yeah. And when, when Ford had to release the Bronco, like they had to do that same thing. They had to do they, it on the coattails of Jeep too. They, like they, 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 they definitely rinsed and repeated what Jeep was successful at building. They literally went and to EJS they, and turned it into like, what did you call it? Like the, the Bronco Moab four by four. Yeah. Or? Something. Yeah. It's like, dude, go get your own weekend. You can do it. 
Yeah, you, you can don't do it. Take EJS's weekend. Like, no, they knew what they were doing. It doesn't need to be the same They're weekend. Like, hey, it's too well, crowded. this year they did do their own event in Moab. But still, um, I, I think Bronco Rodeo. I think whatever. if you're gonna do that, um, that the, the, that kind of shows you're like you're you're in the community. You understand what people are doing with the vehicles, and you're building them, like For almost that. making special packages and yes. supporting that. And then it's like with the aftermarket stuff, they they, they can throw their hands up, but the. the vehicles that are built for it if you break them doing what they're supposedly built for they, they still do they still do respect that and toyota doesn't really play in that same market i know there's like a big toyota festival in ure like a fj festival or something mm. like that and yeah that's I, they stopped I know someone some, else trying to pick it up I they know do owners um, things but they're not sponsored texas by has toyota. a big toyota it's event like, it's not like toyota's event I think they're right. just enthusiast car owner yes. events, if I'm not wrong. F- the FJ event that you're talking about is enthusiast driven. Does and then the- Toyota do any off-road events that are like they're really like deep into, other than like professional racing, like community? No, events, well, not- so there's a big event in Texas every year. That's a Toyota event. I think they play into the sponsorship, but it's mm. popular. Mm. Um. Yeah, but Jeep also just to back piggyback on what you were saying, like they have all their Mopar parts line now, so like you can pretty much go through them to outfit your Jeep with whatever you want, and customize yeah, cool. it. So I mean, they do put that out on the concepts a lot to show, oh, we have this feature and that feature, and so you could buy other things direct, yeah. right? And then that'll probably get supported more if something was to happen and there yeah. was warranty. So like they're building that program into what they're doing, which is great. Yeah. So that if you do want to make sure Toyota's you're covered, Toyota's done a good job of like partnering with like rigid industries and Fox Shocks and yeah. stuff like that. I think they've partnered with some key brands. Yeah. Other like and those brands give them like credibility by virtue of association, but they need to build a relationship like AEV and Jeep. There yeah, like needs to be some a type of relationship between them and yeah. another business to business. Well, the relationship right. between the consumer. That's not and a the relationship company. between the customer and the yeah. company. The right. Customer and the user company. And the company. But then that way it backs that's up. A different. Backs up the warranty stuff, and then well, yeah, that's part of get it. that support. That's, you know? that's, that's so like not just selling the product, but right. being there. We were talking about this earlier yeah, with JE Real and like other drive shaft companies, where it's like, dude, I can buy a no name drive shaft without a customer service, but. Right. I can also like call up JE Real and like get exact specifications and have it like, like yeah, they'll help you figure it all questions out. Questions answered, like all of like the. Yeah, I'm all about all that. Of the questions. The Toyota stuff is so clinical. It's like so legal. Like there's there's no wild feel to it, and I think that's why we love Jeeps, and now people love the Broncos. It's it feels wild again. You know, within those brands. I mean, you got to like think about Japanese culture. So very conservative. In, you yeah. know, it's particular yeah. and wants it a certain way. And it's true. I'm sure that bleeds into the brand, yeah. obviously. Yeah. They I make, mean, if it hey, wasn't, they, they make a hell of a durable vehicle. So it's like, dude, they're, maybe they're their serv- maybe the service department doesn't even need to. They don't. They don't even have customer complaints because they never break. <laughs> I mean, they do. Okay. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know. They, they no, do. Toyota's break, which is what got this conversation kicked off, which then some warranty claims don't get you know taken care of, or it's really difficult. But the reality is, they have such a diehard fan base of true loyal enthusiasts who would probably like be all in if Toyota fully got behind their own authored event within the off-road space. Oh, yes. And they don't do it. And I think, A, it's probably some legal, right? It's probably a lot of legal. It's a lot of liability. Like, it's hard It's hard to, like, fully 
support it. I mean, I was trying to, I was trying to come up with some legislation, right, to present to like some friends that I have within the nonprofit. Let's keep the outdoors open space, right? Tread lightly. Um, there's a there's a lady who's on the board. Her name is Amy, Amy Granite, and she is on the board of directors for Tread Lightly, and she's also, I guess, connected with Corva. She's she's very connected within the advocacy of off road you know, access and use. And I sent her my idea and she goes, Ali, this is great. We've actually tried to do something similar to this. And my plan was my, my, my piece of legislation that I wanted to present was, Hey, with every car sold that has a four by four badge on it, there needs to be a pamphlet of basic rules and etiquette and all that shit that you should do when you're out on trail. Even you just put it in with the owner's manual. It doesn't have to be anything. You know know what I heard? Like simple. If they were, so what Amy told me, she's like, we try to do something similar. Here's what happens. If the, if the manufacturer at the time of sale discusses taking that thing off road, I guess for some of these companies that don't give any information about it, we, they will not get insured. The vehicles will not get insured. That's what she said. She said they will not, the vehicles will not get insured. And I guess, I guess by way of that, you won't be able to finance the vehicle because you have to get the insurance. So I don't understand it. I don't really get it. What if you pay cash? So it doesn't have anything to do with financing? I don't I don't know. All my weed farm money. It's yeah. gonna go buy a Toyota. Right. Cash. <laughs> Ones. Yeah, technically you only need liability insurance. Yeah. yeah. And if they're not needing to cover your vehicle, that's no longer part of the conversation. You're just covering in case you're liable, the other people are. I think good. the thing is is like they're saying if you're gonna tell people they can go do this stuff, we're not gonna insure it. Right. Right. But it's like, look at all the guys with razors. Like, yeah. So, then you have, yeah. yeah, dude. There's so many reasons to educate these people right off the bat and really indoctrinate. Hey, for instance, here's the tread principles T R E A D. Like, here, don't even ask me what they're all stand for. I'll get it, but it'll be a horrible recall moment. Um, but it's like, just, just that basic thing of like hey be conscientious respect the rights of others you know travel responsibly educate yourself avoid sensitive areas and do your part boom like those 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 tenants are are things that are easy to get behind and then a lot of people didn't understand like we went to that pure 4x4 event a lot of people were like oh this is cool how do we get involved what do you guys do where do you guys go like you do cleanups we're down for cleanups it's like they're so all about it, right? You know? And it's like I we're don't like do... it doesn't need to be scheduled or planned yeah. at every campsite. You could just do it. You could just do it. <laughs> <laughs> just clean that shit up. Can <laughs> leave it better than you found it. We give you permission. <laughs> so, anyways, at the end of the day, I think there could be a lot more responsibility on behalf of the the automotive. You know, how did we even get on this stupid topic? What was the catalyst for this know. one? I think I think we've rambled. How do we go from Jordan breaking down, breaking support, down, support? I don't know for fuck's sake. Anyways, guys, look, <laughs> we've been rambling on for wow, almost an hour and a half. This is this is a longer winded one. Um, I took a nap. Did you really? Were you were you actually asleep? <laughs> I mean, a little doze off. You looked you looked very peaceful. <laughs> I think my wife. Are you, are you ready for bed? Not quite yet, dude. That's my that's my girl. What time is it right now? 
<laughs> I want to wrap it up just so we can turn back on the dance music. Yeah, it's yeah. two forty one. Yeah, uh, two forty one. Rave it out. We're gonna we're gonna bid you guys a good night. Uh, we still have another day and a half of this trip ahead of us. Cannot wait to talk about it on the next episode. Uh, for now, just want to say thank you to all the people that listen in. I hope whatever you guys are doing in your lives, it's getting easier, not harder. And if it's hard, just know that. All the shit that we go through is temporary. Even the good times sometimes are temporary. So keep your head up. It's all good. We'll keep moving forward. And we're always hopefully going to be here to at least kill an hour or an hour and a half of your time on the trail or at work and get you through it. Driving to the trail. Driving to the trail. Just driving yourself crazy at work. <laughs> whatever it is that you're doing. Um you can uh, forging on the trail, yeah. forging on the trail. Yep, which Jordan has done, or is you know, forged on the trail. I mean, you you went to Chuck. That's the plan. You went to you went to Keena Hammers, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. To forge there. Yeah, yeah. He's, Jordan's got some ideas that are just like rad. Like if somebody found some guy on top of a mountain, like forging, <laughs> it would be Jordan. By the way, <laughs> and it'll uh, be really cool. I, I'm just forging. I can't yeah, wait right. to go to your shop tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Monday. Um, if you want to find out more about Rick for Dirt, we do have a website. It's a little bit outdated. I'm working on it. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Rick for Dirt. Uh, you can find Fast Friends at fastfriends.fun. The Instagram's the same as the URL. It is dot F-U-N. We put the F-U in fun. Fast Friends. Uh, <laughs> Sweet commercial. <laughs> thank you. Um, you know, big thanks to our, our supporters for the Subaru Project, Tread Magazine, especially Kelly who is more of our friend than the girl who works at Tread, but she does, and the magazine's done a lot for us, and this project's been great and made possible uh, thanks to Tread and Kelly's efforts. So appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, companies like Milestar, Torco, we we appreciate all the support, all the all the love. Goose gear. Goose gear. I mean, we're not gonna. We can't go can't down the floor. I know there's so many. Because I'm gonna end up forgetting somebody, and then somebody's like, "Yeah, I listened to your episode. Thanks for uh, thanks for the shout out, Dick." And I'm like, "Dude, I, I'm sorry, I forgot." Like some of my friends get I pissed at me. Yeah, it's almost through. Yeah. All right. Chemical Brothers. My name is Ali. All right. You can find me at KDG. I'm Eric at American Overland. Oh, I'm. Jordan at Sasquatch Survival Gear. And I'm Kelly Namura, Tread Magazine. Ashley, wife, and broho. <laughs> I'm the broho. <laughs> you don't find her, she'll find you. Uh, <laughs> thanks, guys. As usual, more to come. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right Perfect.